Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Art Things Considered, where we consider art. My name is Matthew Slaza. I'm Isabella Pico. I'm Sabrina Braga. And I'm Nico Williams. And we have a couple of favorite topics this week that we have to cover, things we've been pumping into your ears for the last couple of weeks. But we're going to start off with a little bit of the Broadway beat. Go ahead and hit him, Isabella. All right. Thank you, Matt. So uh, first thing I want to say is just a quick little thing. Anastasia opens up tonight. And its official opening will be on April 24th, but previews are starting today. So probably next week I will be digging more into that. But <laughs> that's the one little quick tidbit that I want to talk about that is not going to be Beauty and the Beast for my segment. Because it came out on Friday. I saw it. Don't know about the rest of you. I think Matt said that he saw it. He told me earlier, but it was fan freaking tastic. Like it killed. It was like like Cinderella. I thought was good. This one kicked Cinderella's ass. Like it was so good, and I'm just so so happy because. So is it safe to say that Cinderella doesn't hold a candle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, I get it, because I was try- trying to is. think of a candle reference for for Cinderella, and I was like, there aren't She didn't any. have any matches, Nico. <laughs> no matches. Ha, ha. Okay, good stuff. Oh that was funny, God. though. That was funny. Nice. Um, not going to talk about any plot things, because while although it did keep very, very true to the animated movie and even to a bit of the Broadway stuff, there were a lot of little Easter egg things that if... I give it away to you. It's it's a really nice twist on the movie. Yeah, don't because I yeah. haven't watched yeah. it yet. I mean, the, like the only like spoiler I'll say yeah. is oh you know, God. I mean, Heath Ledger dies at the end. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Heath Ledger always dies. Damn it, Matt. Damn it, Matt. Come on. What? Also, Dumbledore thing. dies on page 675. I mean, no no spoiler what? there. What? No but. spoilers. No spoilers. Not for Beating the Beast. <laughs> I, I do have to say, I liked the movie, but I, I have to see it again because when I went to see it, I saw it at the drive-in and they were overpacked. So Ooh. I got there 30 minutes early and I didn't get in until 25 minutes into the movie. What? So oh. we stayed because they showed it. There was so much. It was such a big deal that they showed it after the second movie. Oh, they no. showed Beauty and the Beast again. So I saw the beginning after I'd seen the majority of the movie. Oh my! So my experience was very disjointed. What? So I'm not. I liked it, but I I have to see the whole movie as a whole. You okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go to go I, to. An- Normal movie theater. It's, I appreciate you trying Normal. the drive-in thing, but then just back. The drive-in's amazing. It's just they they don't so usually busy. get four billion people to see yeah, a movie. Yeah, well, um, when I went to the ga- the theater here in Gainesville on Newberry, there was a line. It was flooded. It yeah. Was a oh line yeah, to the, get in. I saw crazy. a Snapchat of it. Like the line was insane. It was crazy. I was in um, I was in downtown Disney for St. Patrick's oh, yeah, Day because gonna... I went to Raglan Road. Yeah, and then uh. Funny story, we didn't even get into Raglan Road because of how crowded it was. We oh just got God. like some beer on the side and walked around downtown Disney for like two hours, which was really it. still really fun. Oh, yeah. But downtown the AMC nice. theater was crazy packed, yeah. crazy packed. I, I mean, imagine. like we're gonna, t- I'm gonna talk about it in my segment, but it's at records. Oh yeah, this week. Yeah, I'm so. not gonna get into any of the record stuff. I figured you were gonna talk about it in yours. Records. So kind of gonna focus more on like soundtrack, uh, like little odes they did to the Broadway show, stuff like that. So first thing first, three new songs were amazing. It was Evermore, How Does a Moment Last Forever, and Days in the Sun. They were all so nice, and it was just so fresh, and just brought such like a new like angle to the movie but at the same time it fit in so well with the original songs and with the plot line and everything it's really interesting because it brought like a separate perspective while at the same time staying true musically in particular which is impressive Mm -hmm. because it sounds like it just fades right in yeah it was great it was great and you know what like i thought i was gonna be a little bit more not bothered but a little bit more sad 
over the fact that they didn't include more of the Broadway songs, but honestly, those three songs made up for it. Um, out of the three, Evermore was my favorite. Dan Stevens, he sang that so well. So, so well. Yeah. I really, really liked him singing. I thought he did a really good job. Um, also, props to Dan Stevens for doing that whole movie on stilts, except for when <laughs> he becomes a human. He did the dance scene in stilts. He did all his stuff That's in the insane. beast in stilts. Like, you cray. Good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> but speaking of singing, though, um, Emma, I want to talk about Emma singing. I am really, really happy with how she did. Like, Me I'm too. really happy because they didn't make her, you know, they didn't like push her to be this like huge, like over the top, hold long notes, you know, sing fantastic type of thing. They didn't pop star her. No, yeah. no, which was so, so nice. And because of that, I feel like they didn't have to auto tune her. Not a lot. I didn't. Uh, one of my friends was saying that in. Bell, she sounded kind of auto-tuned, but I don't think she does. I mean, to be honest, I mean, any music's a little produced. Yeah, but but it didn't feel it didn't feel overt. No, you know? no and they sometimes kept, they go out of their way. They really like simplified her, and they really were like, you know what? Let's just keep you like within your borders, and we'll just like make it sound really nice. And they just I, she took a lot of singing lessons. I'm pretty sure. So I'm really happy that they just like played to her strengths instead of just trying to like overdo it with her. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me really really happy. But my two favorites in the whole movie Luke Evans and Josh freaking Gad they killed it they killed it so much they took Gaston and LeFou and they like kept true to the original characters but at the same time like giving them like LeFou like Josh Gad you could just see him oozing out of it at the same time it was so wonderful I loved yeah, I it liked, uh, I liked the changes they made to his character too mm-hmm. they made him a little more real yes which I really appreciated yeah. they didn't have him there as some stupid like little sidekick villain he like actually you could see like his internal struggle during the movie like which i really appreciated like it, it they humanized yeah. him a lot and i think the... they i think they humanized gaston too i mean yeah like, like you know, you know no spoilers but it's just a really interesting journey for a lot of the characters and i think that's hard when you pull from a kid's movie to try and make it realistic in a, in a live action and and they pulled this one off i'm a little worried because they're talking about the ridiculous number of titles they're going to turn into live action movies yeah yeah but I, this one was good mm-hmm. so fingers crossed yeah i think the next ones were was it aladdin little mermaid and lion king are the next ones coming up I gotta, I'm, actually, I'm most they, worried about they aladdin. said they said mulan when mulan comes they're not doing they're not making it a musical that, Which makes sense. No, no, that's ridiculous. You know why? Because Mulan has the best songs. I mean, yeah, don't give me. Yeah, Mulan definitely does have like Ugh. some of the best Disney songs, but like for plot wise, like, I don't know. I can see why they would take out the songs, like, but like I do love Reflection and mm-hmm. I do love. Um, There's some amazing Make songs. Make a man out like, of I'm yeah. sure. There, um, it's probably gonna end up being like Cinderella. You know how Cinderella, like they didn't have any big like musical numbers and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's probably what's gonna end up happening. Where it's like they're gonna do little like little homage homages to the songs, homages, homages, homages <laughs> to the songs. But homage. yeah, anyways. Homage. Um, yeah. Back to Beauty and the Beast though real quick. So I was really happy though because like I mentioned before they didn't really have any of the Broadway songs but they did have the scores for some of the Broadway songs. Well, see that's what I was just about to say is mm-hmm. they integrated some of the melodies though. Yeah specifically. Including on the newer songs like it felt like they kind of took some of the ideas from some of the Broadway songs and kind of yeah. tossed them like, into there. For Evermore I feel like they, it, it wasn't exactly kind it wasn't exactly like um what's the name of the song the beast sings why can't why can't no she 
shoot, I can't remember the name of the Beast song right now for the Broadway one, but the the one for the movie and the one for the Broadway, you could kind of see like the same themes and you could kind of hear it like a little bit at the beginning, mm-hmm. it was the same. But the one scene that really, really got me, no spoilers because this is like, you know, in the animated movie is when Belle first shows the room. They're like, kick the room up like 30 notches, by the way. It's like so pretty and so Aww. nice. But they had Home, which is the score... That's, well, they had the home score playing in the background, but it's a, one of the songs from the Broadway show when Belle first gets there and she's like, oh my God, this place isn't home. Like, this sucks. I want to be with my dad. Like, this sucks. I like your interpretation exactly. of this. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's how it goes down, you know, but they, you can hear it in the background when she's like looking around the room and she's like, wow, this is amazing, but this sucks because I'm not with my dad. But yeah. So that was, that was, re- that was a really nice little Easter egg that I liked. But gotta just say, costumes were amazing. You know, songs were amazing. What I really have to say, though, that I liked about this one, you know, compared to other musicals, like specifically like Les Mis, you know how, like, personally for me, when I watched Les Mis, like, I liked it, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it just didn't. My cousin who's, who did theater in college, he explained that when he was taught that when you sing in a show, it's because your emotions are so big and so huge, like there's no other way to express right. it. And uh-huh. you know, like Les Mis, like they didn't, like they kind of just like, it was like, eh, No, like don't go touch that chair. Yeah. You must not touch that there. <laughs> <laughs> that is it exactly. Oh like it was they horrible. sang for like everything, you know? I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. Like, to be fair, that's the style of the show. Yeah. So Which is when true. they made it a movie, movie yeah. they decided to keep that. But yeah. I felt like that, that could have been a just, lot better. But yeah, but that's what I liked so much about Beauty and the Beast was because they didn't do that. Like when they sang, they sang. When they talked, they talked. That was it, you know? And it was I, good. That's and, hilarious. That's that because one of your critiques is literally like, I wish they'd done a different form of theater. Man, like like Beauty and the Beast was never that type of show, so it's harder because Les Mis, the show, is literally all singing dialogue. Yeah. It's that like, like form Hamilton. of a show, like yeah. Hamilton. It's but, just it didn't work as well for certain people because in a movie where it's set with that setting, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, you know, it just, it, like watching Les Mis, it was just like, eh. But then watching this and, you know, seeing that they didn't like try to overplay the musical aspect of it, it was nice, you know, and I felt like they did a really good job. But just I think more what like to to be fair to the art side of it for your point is like this show felt real like the movie felt real oh yeah and that's that's what you're saying yeah basically. yeah yeah you that's weren't what taken out of it because it felt ridiculous yeah Lim is like I was taken out at so many points because they'd just be like you know like, this is a chair you're taking you that's, okay that's a good, like that's the quote calm of the down, quote like, of the show. Yeah, three, two, six, zero, one. Thank you, Sabrina, for for providing the quote of the show this episode. Yeah, good stuff. But um, this week's episode sponsored by chairs. This is a chair. (laughs) Nico's not even paying attention to my to my bit. That's his bit. Wow. I hear you. Definitely. Last thing I do want to say about the movie, though, is that I believe by now it is the top movie musical ever. It be well at least you be stealing from my from my section. But yeah, that's okay. I just wanted to say that just really quickly. It beat out Chicago. It beat out La La Land. Wow. It beat out well, Greece. Of course, it beat out La Greece. La Greece. It Greece has okay, like Matt. Your no, salt with La La Land is We're not talking about guys, that now. Guys, we're not talking about that quiet. now. <laughs> I wasn't saying because it was a bad movie. I'm saying because of the way it was distributed, guys. Yeah. Yeah, but, I'm surprised whoa. it beat Chicago. But really, well, it's a bad um, Greece had a 188 grossing, like mi- million lifetime gross, and like Beauty and the Beast, like beat that like within days. Yep. Wow, so that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, go fans, go people. <laughs> Is the, have Mob. you beat Have you beat us up enough? 
Haha, <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, actually, I want to include um, one last little thing. Not really so much to do with the movie. Um, everyone should really go look at James Corden's video that he did the Crosswalk musical with oh. Dan Stevens, Luke Evans, and Josh mm-hmm. Gad. I'm probably going to um, actually share it to the page because it's really, really funny, and they do a really, really good job. They're, James Corden's been killing it lately. Yeah. He, uh, he had the Crosswalk version of Beauty and the Beast, and then <laughs> yesterday he released the uh, the musical, I think, it was, what was it called? Donald? Donald the Musical? And it was like a parody... Matilda parody about Donald Trump. And oh it was, my God! It was gold. Oh mm. my God! They're all on swings oh. and they're singing to "When I Grow Up," and then they do a couple like small parts of other songs from the musical. Very worth checking out if you Love have the time. It. Yeah, but that was it. So there we go. I beat you guys up enough. Ha ha ha! Especially mentioning La La Land like that. Hey, hey, anyway, that, uh, that was your personal beef, man. That was your personal beef. <laughs> like <laughs> for uh, for local theater this week, we really don't have too much going on. How to Succeed in Business is still playing over at the GCP, so if you haven't seen that yet, go check that out. That's the Gainesville Playhouse, gcpplayhouse.org. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, GC Playhouse. Playhouse. You can also look up Gainesville Community Playhouse if you have some trouble interpreting that. Playhouse, P-L-A-Y. Oh, I was hoping House. you were going to mess it up. I thought you were going to say <laughs> I. Playhouse. Um, so that's playing at the Gainesville Community Playhouse uh, on Newberry. It's playing this weekend until April 9th, so if you can't go this weekend, you still have a couple chances to go. But I definitely recommend checking it out because it's not its not the easiest show to do. It's not done all the time, and so it's definitely worth checking out, you know? And especially because all the songs in it are just so good. This is for How to this, Succeed in Business. Yeah, this, yeah, this was yeah, the one yeah. that Daniel Radcliffe did, I, I want to say, five or six years ago on Go Broadway. Harry! Harry go. and Hermione, killing the <laughs> I'm sure the game. he did it to get out of that that mindset so Ron's uh, just been in uh um in Ed Sheeran videos That's yeah that was a really cool thing I saw that the other yeah. day um but no he's got a new show on Crackle it's called Snatched ah look at that yeah. all right so if you're looking for you know Harry Potter updates that's not at all what this is but feel free <laughs> to look go. up uh yeah so how to succeed in business GCP playing this weekend until April 9th definitely worth checking out I'm gonna go see it most likely I'll make a post if I do It'll either be this weekend or next weekend, depending on how crazy things get. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for local theater. We're going to have an interview with uh, people from Florida Players next week, so look out for that. But for now, just you know, go see the show. You know, Or you know, take a break, go see Beauty and the Beast in the theaters. I get it. I understand. I highly, highly recommend everyone go do that because you're not, you're, your lives will be changed for the better and happier. <laughs> if you're having a bad week, go to the movies and see Beauty and the Beast. That's pretty go. fair. Or Power Rangers or, you know, all the movies hey, I'll be talking Power about. Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and move on to, uh, I actually saw four articles on the show you're going to talk about, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Oh, nice. Did you read the articles? Yeah. Okay. I didn't get any spoilers, but they were all like, this show is <laughs> um, a must-watch show. Well, there really aren't any spoilers yet, so... If you're wondering, um, last week I talked about a show on HBO called Big Little Lies, which I hadn't watched it at that point, but since then I have seen like four, five episodes. Just for a recap, is this the one with the all-star cast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. All yeah. Right, awesome. So awesome. Um, I had thought that Shailene Woodley was playing one of their daughters, like um, Nicole Kidman, Laura Dern, or Reese Witherspoon's mm-hmm. daughters, but she's not. She's like a mom. Oh. Also, she's just a really young mom. Uh- who? Really? Oh, well, wait a minute. Is yeah. that Shocking. coincidental? The secret life <laughs> of the American a, um, teenager? No, that <laughs> is the result of something else that happened to her. 
Oh, wait, wait. That the, wasn't good. Of, oh, like in this show? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the other show, it wasn't that great either. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just making a joke because she just keeps playing young moms. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so she... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, <laughs> forgot about that show. Anyway, so... Freeform. She is oh, on... Yeah. She is one of the young moms. She kind of just, like, moves into the city that they live in, which is Monterey. So, California, like... A little nice bit south of uh, San Francisco, yeah. Fancy, Gorgeous fancy, houses, beautiful views. Um, I've expressed it like in last week's episode that the houses are amazing. I already saw pictures of it, and just watching the show is like, wow. I maybe I should be an interior designer, <laughs> like you know, just because I can pick out like which island I like for a kitchen. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I basically have a degree in it. Basically, <laughs> like I'm an interior designer, but yeah, so prodigy. <laughs> so the houses are really nice. You can tell how rich they are by the cars they drive, by the way that moms act. They like campaign to be PTA president. Oh, love you know? it. Um, <laughs> and so, so far, Shailene Woodley's character, her name is Jane. Her son's name is Ziggy, like Ziggy Stardust. Oh, God. And yeah, it's a little hippie, but whatever. And then so mm-hmm. she comes into this town. No one really knows who she is. And she befriends Reese Witherspoon, who also was a young mom when she was younger. Question, so she has is she a, lot a single of... mom? No, she's not. She really... Oh, no. Okay. None of them are psycho moms. No, They're no, single, all... single, single, single. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, she's not a psycho mom. Jesus, man, you jumped. (laughs) Me? No, I tried scooting back too. I'm so sorry. No, um, oh no, I I meant like uh, she she jumped to psycho. To conclusions. Oh, oh, I I thought you said psycho, but anyway, no. uh, Shailene Woodley is a single mom, Mm -hmm. and she is like the new person in town. She doesn't come with a husband or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Reese Witherspoon's character has two daughters, two both of them from two different marriages her first marriage didn't work out but her ex-husband still lives in the same place as them and is dating this like really younger girl that's really cool who's played by (laughs) zoe kravitz okay oh okay cool yeah so she's like the cool stepmom and then reese witherspoon (laughs) kind of feels like jealous of her i mean yeah and but she's married to um adam scott's character so adam scott played ben on parks and rec Mm -hmm. if you don't know off the top of your head so he's he's he was in parks and rec now he's in this show and his character is just so different that it's like weird for me to take him seriously i was kind of hoping you'd say like he talks about calzones (laughs) and stuff no (laughs) he is so weird he's actually kind of creepy but anyway i mean it's good that he's taking roles that are different though because he needs to stop getting pigeonholed you know that's true yeah so him and reese witherspoon's characters are married and then um i think it's alexander skarsgård he's married to nicole kidman and this isn't really a spoiler, but Was, wasn't he in True Blood? Is that him? It sounds familiar. I don't know. Is he like he was like, in the last Tarzan movie that yeah, came out? Yeah, he, he was from True Blood. Blood. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why. That's, that's why I asked because it's a very distinct last name. Oh like. yeah. So he's um. There are a lot of HBO alums in the show. Oh yeah. So he plays Nicole Kidman's husband and they have such a weird toxic relationship. They have twins, like a set of twins and then all their children go to school with each other. Okay. So like Nicole Kidman's twins, Laura Dern's child. Laura Dern is the psycho mom. She's the psycho mom of the show and she rocks that part. (laughs) She is such a great actress that you really hate her 
Oh my god, yeah. But you're not supposed to. Like I I, I mean you're supposed to, kinda, but like in a way it's like she's just being an overprotective Mom. mother. Yeah. But she's also being like a spoiled brat mother. Like is. which is like, I have money so I can do whatever I want, yeah. sort of thing. But whatever. And then so um so Nicole Kidman's kids, they like they all go to the same school. I would say they're like six years old. Even though you wouldn't tell from the way these kids act like reese witherspoon's six-year-old daughter seriously acts more mature than my 10-year-old sister <laughs> and she also calls her mom woman if i did that i'd get a slap across oh my, my face God, but yeah. whatever Same, yeah. um i guess when you're in monterey right so um do as the romans do yeah, the privilege is showing a little bit yeah God. so it's like little boogers. whatever um so back to nicole kidman and her husband this isn't really a spoiler they're just like in a very toxic relationship where they're very physically abusive to each other Ew. but they both are Ugh. but they that's how they like turn each other on nah, nah, and nah, it's so on. weird <laughs> yeah Some 50 shade stuff coming up. it's not even like loving though like they do it out of hatred and they get turned on by rage. It's so weird. That's weird. upsetting. It is so weird. And then so there's a whole part now with like them going to a therapist and they want to work on their relationship because they admit it's toxic. I mean, like at least they're self-aware, mm -hmm. question mark. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So the show starts out, like I said last week, with you finding out that there was a murder, but you don't know who oh, yeah. is murdered. Mm -hmm. I have found that the buildup to that is something that is like gonna be very slow okay and so it's gonna be i think it's gonna be like one of those like last episode things yeah. true but they're revealing slowly but surely like little pieces of information here as to how they're all tied in together and there's something specifically that happens to jane shailene woodley's character as a mom where I don't think they would have introduced that storyline had it not been somewhat involved with the other women's husbands. Like, I think one of them has something to do with her past. Mm. Oh. Which is like, but they won't say anything. Ooh. And they're, they're very, very clever and precise about which pieces of information they reveal to you and which they are definitely holding off oh. to reveal later so it's kind of just like a pressure cooker almost where it's like all this pressure is building up and i last feel like it's not going to be explode. until the last episode where it's just like pop. It's and the, start over it, it's only been like five episodes or four i'm not how many how many sure. are there like 10 10 oh. I, I would yeah because usually HBO is 10 hbo usually does i i thought it was a lot more so when i started watching the like the show I was like, oh, like you're I already have a halfway lot. through that. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, but it's a great show. Um, I didn't like the first episode. It was really slow for me. I remember I was watching it with my boyfriend. He's like, I don't know if I can sit around and watch a show about a bunch <laughs> of rich moms complain. And I was like, I don't blame you because that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. But. The third episode specifically is where I really started to get very interested in what was like the deal, what was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been five episodes now that I'm like going through it in my head. <laughs> and then the fourth episode was really like, okay, now I really need to know what's how this is gonna progress and everything. But um, 
I love the characters. I really like Reese Witherspoon's character. She is kind of like an overbearing mom, but she has beef with Laura Dern's character, so they butt heads a lot. They like hate each other. Laura Dern is the one who's like the super overprotective. <laughs> yeah, so one, right? Laura Dern's character is like one of the only moms that are like a working mom. Mm-hmm. So her husband says that like the women all hate her because she's the only one that has a great career and she's like the breadwinner of her family. Yeah. Even though he works too. And um but they have like one daughter. They're super rich and she something happens in the first episode that it's not really a spoiler but um so her daughter gets hurt on the first day of school and for some reason which is one of the things i think they're going to reveal later she says that it was jane shailene woodley's son who did it and it wasn't him that's so weird and then this is like a recurring pattern of her showing up with bruises and saying that it was her ziggy but it wasn't the little wow. girl the little girl yeah. saying it's ziggy yeah and then to the even point, though it hasn't been yeah and then um to the point where uh shailene woodley's like well like maybe it is my son like i don't know what's happening so she takes him to the, a child psychologist and the psychologist is like your son shows no signs of yeah, being kid is cool. physically <laughs> like harmful um, if he does, then he is like a criminal mastermind. But at age six, <laughs> like I just I've seen a lot Doubtful. of kids. And then so but it's still happening. So now Laura mm. Dern's Theory, character one hates. Of the twins. <laughs> I don't know, because the twins are so like they're not one of the highlighted children at all. Yeah, you never know. I don't man. know. It's the ones, it's I don't the know. Quiet ones. It's, it's the that, ones that sit it's, in the background. It's the the mystery of Jane's past it's the affairs it's the violence in your own marriage that is like the whole very intriguing part of the show me, man. um oh. yeah that was the sizzle it was, the sizzle it was it's sense. very it's very interesting i can't wait to see how it turns out i might want to talk about it a third time but it, it's good it's just like one of those things that i put on while i'm cooking yeah and it's enjoyable to watch it's not my go to Mm-hmm. thing to watch because okay. i've been watching 30 rock episodes again <laughs> so i'll I'm probably gonna laugh I, fin- I finished the office this week and i, oh, st- wow. I, st- I restarted it oh, oh yeah I-, I cried in the last episode you restarted uh, no mm-hmm. i'm still like two or i think i'm on the episode after the episode michael leaves oh wow. i'm oh, having a God. hard you time have, like, watching two or three it. seasons yeah well i'm having a hard time like i've been there since last semester it, after michael leaves it's kind of rough but then season oh god they i just... heard the last season's really good but don't spoil anything yeah i mean like i don't know i just feel like after michael leaves it kind of loses a little bit of its like sizzle oh, yeah and like i'm not gonna ruin it for you but like some one specific character i feel like they just like they kind of like send him down the toilet they like kind of like light him up and then they like let's send him floating down the lake in like a slow like funeral procession death. But then the very last episode of the season, I feel like he kind of regains himself a little. You'll see. You'll right. see. You'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's next on my list after all the ridiculous number of shows I have to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I like to I like to double dip. I like to watch at least two or three shows at once. But yeah. I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, are we all done with Sabrina's segment? Over yeah, here? that's all I have to say about that. Better check in with us when you finish it. Let us know if it was worth it. I will. But it'll <laughs> be in five weeks, so I don't even know if it's we'll Real Housewives of uh, Monroe County. We'll right? make we'll make no, a post on Monterey. The page. Monterey. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. make a post on the page. Sabrina finally finished. I finally show. finished it. <laughs> I'm definitely making a post when I finish the office. But uh, yeah. I guess that'll bring us to Nico's segment, where we're going to talk about a couple of our favorite things in the nerd world, as usual. So, uh, first things first, 
Captain Underpants has a movie, people. Whoop whoop. Kevin Hart. Ed Helms. Ooh. Kevin Hart is in it. Nick Kroll. It's going to be good. Cast. It's going to be good. All of those people are in it. <laughs> um, we know the whole cast, people. It was a good trailer. It was a good trailer. Everyone one. should definitely go look for it. I love the animation style, though. I got to tell you. Yeah, I could watch looks, anything looks with that animation. Like the, it, that's like how the book is, is drawn, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's pretty accurate to the good book. Stuff. And I haven't seen a book in like, I don't know how long. Yeah, like elementary Third school. Grade. You haven't seen one of those books, or you haven't seen a book? In- no, I haven't seen book in any general. book ever. <laughs> it's like elementary I've never school. seen a book. Um, what are those things with words on them, you know? The, it has like the, uh, it's like the hard part on the outside, and then there's like the thinner part, pieces of He's the hard like part on the inside. <laughs> They're made from trees, right? And then trees, on the back right? side, it's another hard part. I love it. <laughs> this week's episode was sponsored by Barnes & Noble. We no longer make money. Oh, damn. <laughs> They're the only one left, man. It is true. <laughs> like, it is so true. But, okay, anyways. Uh, it's on. kind also, of on topic books. Anyway. Also, um, yeah, so uh, Sony also, uh, in other news, Sony has hired a uh, writer, Chris Yost. I believe that's for, how you say his name. For, um, for he was a writer on uh, Thor Ragnarok, and he also co-wrote uh, Thor The Dark World. Uh, uh, okay. They have him drafting a screenplay. For a Silver Sable and Black Cat team-up movie. What? What? Who wants that? (laughs) Somebody somewhere, apparently. (laughs) I'm not trying to be that guy, but if Ratchet and Clank didn't work, you think that's going to work? There's somebody somewhere going crazy. like Someone. Yeah, but that person's not going to buy like $100 million worth of tickets. Some head person at Sony was like, you know what? Damn it, we need this movie. And then the lowers were no, like, um, no. so do, do you really think we need we need this movie? Shut your mouths, all right? I think that they're going <laughs> to wait until they get a script that even if it's the best script in the world, they're going to have a moment where they go, wait a minute. Is anyone going to really wait a this? minute? Do we really want to see this? <laughs> you know what? I'm wrong. The Emojis movies got made, oh so I don't know. Gosh. Oh, God. Wait, yeah. there was an. What? Yeah, that's Sony. They made an entire movie. <laughs> Sony's like, you know what? We're going to provide the stuff that people aren't asking for because they're too scared for it. All right. They <laughs> yeah. know they want it. That's and what it is. We all inside. know how well Sony's doing. So it's clearly working. Oh, um, so, wait, what would it do? Is there like a plot idea? Anything? Um, Who cares? really say. <laughs> it's not going to work. Um, There was a previous version of a Black Cat script that was meant to spin off of uh, The Amazing Spider Man 2. Uh, I'm not trying to be that guy, but these characters aren't popular enough to to do that. They're not. <laughs> Nobody knows who they are, really. Yeah. I mean, at least like if you're gonna do that, like the reason they were doing Sinister Six, right? It's because that's a bunch of characters that aren't that popular, pa- like patched together. Right. You know, like so it's like oh, there's enough popularity there and enough event that we can build. <laughs> there's enough, <laughs> See, enough combined pop- popularity. Yeah, individually, no one knows. Well, because the together, Sinister Six includes good. like Doctor Octopus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like Doc Ock, Rhino, like yeah. some of the characters that are, are loved by are, fans but not yeah. huge in pop culture. Right. So, like, to me, that makes sense. But this is just, like, that's like taking Groot in the ra- in Rocket <laughs> Raccoon and doing their movie before you did Guardians. Like, that's right. just ridiculous. There's also a, um, they're trying to figure out if it's going to have any connection to a uh, previously announced Venom film. I was just about to say, oh. and that's what I'm excited about. I what I'm say, scared people care about, about Venom. Look. People care about Venom. They're going to care about these two, all right? <laughs> no, Somebody, 
god. I mean, Venom's been in production hell for like 15 years, and now they're finally making one, and they don't have a Spider-Man they're tying it to? What does this world mean? Wait, wait, what? They're not Sony? tying him to, to, to Spider-Man. Is this real world? Yeah, because the Spider-Man that they would be tying it into is Andrew Garfield, correct? No. Because Sony they and don't own, Marvel they don't own Spider-Man are co-producing anymore. Spider-Man Wait, now. Oh God, what? Yeah, but there's no there's a gray area on the characters related to him, so uh-huh. we don't know what that means. But I think the reason that they're doing Venom without Spider-Man is so that they can they don't have to worry about it. Damn later. Contracts. Oh, I don't. I think it leaves the option open to tie it in. But if they don't want to share the money, they can't relate it to Spider-Man. So therefore, and they're hurting right now. That's so stupid. But I just think it's going to crash and burn because I don't know how they're going to come up with an origin story for a character that starts by being on his body without yeah. him. What the heck? I don't. The movie opens up. I don't want to talk about the first part of my life. <laughs> movie yeah. opens up. It's just a really dark like video of a person throwing venom off his body. No relation to Spider-Man. Yep. Movie starts. There we go. It's, um, and it's just like a little disclaimer in subtitles. This is stupid. not Peter Parker. This is, <laughs> anyway. this isn't Peter Parker. What? Um... He's just gonna be blurred face. Just <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be throwing venom off of him, and he's still gonna have the regular Spider-Man suit under. They're just gonna blur everything out. I think yeah. that's a great no, idea. No, it'd dude. be the opening, uh, like from like from Tangled and other ones. I'm sure you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> like, <laughs> there that we would go. Be good. Yeah. That's how it's gonna be. But okay. Anyways. Anyways, um, the first trailer of a live-action Death Note movie. Hey, this, I this has been floating over Facebook like yeah, didn't hear the audio for it, today. but I watched it. Yeah, um, same. I like watched the, the visual video. style. Who, is dope. Who's the, who's playing the main character? Um, I don't know. Because like I saw their mm. face and I was like, "Ooh, I know you from somewhere, but I can't picture where your face is." I had also the same. From. I had the same reaction. Yeah, I think like. Oh, God. Let me see. I'll it's look gonna it up. go yeah. through uh, Warner Bros. and it's gonna be a Netflix exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I've mixed feelings because I don't. I don't know if the fans of Death Note are going to love this. I like I was thinking about it when I was watching the trailer like are any Death Note fans like really rallying for like a people like an a-, a live action? Oh, it's the guy Death from Note? um he was in Get Out and uh Oh, the the brother? Which, yeah. Oh, the slimy guy. I don't know. Uh, no, you're brother? kidding. No, you're right. Yeah, no, I remember. The brother. Well, I didn't wait. No, not the white I, guy. Can I see the photo of his face real quick? Because wait, who is who's the main character in this movie? And get out? And no, Death, in Death no. Note. In Death Note. Oh, I, I, no I don't idea. know anything about it. I don't so. know enough about um, Death Note. What's his name? Light? Sounds right. Light? Light? Light Keith? Light Keith? Yeah. Is it this guy? <laughs> Is it this guy? <laughs> Is this guy in I the think... thing? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that That's guy. so funny. Uh, no, no, no. The character. Wait. I love this. I love that they're arguing over whether or not he's in the movie when they're looking at that he's in the movie. We're, like, we're not arguing. I'm just trying to figure this the, out. The cast oh, okay. list. They're looking at the cast I think, list. Yeah, I think it's going to be the guy from... Um, he he was. He was in um, Atlanta, he's, he's too. He's in Atlanta. I haven't Oh, no. Now I know who you're talking the, the about. The dude this who one. was the uh, the first guy who got the got first get out. guy, yeah. yeah. He's funny. I he's like He's going to play L. He's going to blow up. Which I believe is like it's supposed to be like Keith, like well yeah, his name is right. Lakeith, but the Lakeith. character uh, in the original series was Light Light Yagami, I believe. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Well, and no, then there's the demon. okay, no, no, no. He, but okay, he's the one. L is the one who runs around and like does whatever the kid wants, right? No, L is. I think they're the same. No, L is Light, I believe. No, and Nat, just, Wolf Nat Wolf is, is Nat Light. Wolf Never is mind. Who, yeah, hmm. L Nat is, Wolf is Light. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah that's where guy. I recognized him from. Oh, so then L is um 
Elle has the, Elle, Elle is the thing on TV. Elle is, I'm going to be that guy who just Elle is has like the n- creepy thing who runs around and like... No. I don't know I don't what's going that's on. His name. G- guys. Know. Anyway. We don't know. None of us care about this movie, <laughs> yeah, that's so why true. are we I'm talking sorry. about I was just trying to figure this out This episode is brought Wolf. to you by things in your childhood that you left there. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Wolf was one of them, okay? I, I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy, but like, first of all, I was never into Death Note. But even if Me it were neither. something I really cared about, like I used to watch Gundam stuff all the time, but if they announced a live action Gundam movie, I'd be like... Doesn't Transformers already exist? Like, <laughs> we don't need this stuff anymore. Oh, I mean, Death Note was a pretty dope concept, I guess. It, I, I mean, mean, like, it's, it's I, I, I used to watch the series when I was in, like, you know, elementary school. Yeah, but then you like, left I feel it. like. I, I mean, I saw it, I processed it then, <laughs> and you left it And I've childhood. never touched it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why I'm saying, like, you know, I don't think anyone was really rallying for, like, a live action. I mean, I, I, sometimes Netflix just boots things that have a built-in audience but the nice thing about it is they, they don't have to really worry about it because as long as fans are going I to Netflix say, I mean as long as there's that cult following I feel like they'll be happy that's yeah. true as long we'll as somebody see. watches I'm more it. looking to see how well this is reviewed because if the fans like the show then it's a good show yeah. you know what I mean good stuff. Um, also uh, Wonder Woman gets a PG-13 rating Oh, okay. No, not surprising. Yeah. 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 That kind of makes yeah. sense. That's what I, I mean, thought it wasn't going to be R. <laughs> so. I mean, uh Was mm. it was were they like looking into making it R? Well, I, well I it's the no. it's the director's first non-R rated film. Well, yeah. Uh, but it's so. DC. DC's not going R. It's too uh, edgy. Too it's edgy. too edgy. No, they just need it's money. Just, they can't afford it. Yeah, they can't afford <laughs> to have a segment of people not go watch it. Yeah, plus like the, the statement that the R would make would be like, we're going to be serious still, and people are like, lighten up, man. <laughs> so it would be the opposite of what they want. But um, yeah, but I mean, like that's kind of, it's it's interesting though that the guy, this is his first PG-13, so he's probably going to like dial it down a little. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. Like a, like a low. Um, a low. To just, open just it up to tad, the 13-year-olds. Just a little Wayne, you know. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, also, uh, there was a bit of a teaser that uh, in the new Star Wars movie, Han Solo isn't really his name. Wait, really? Han Solo is an alias. What? <gasps> because they say the um, who mentioned it? Uh, Bob Bob Iger Iger. Oh, Bob! Wow, he made that he, high up. He made a reference saying that uh, you find out how he got his name. So maybe. <gasps> Han Solo isn't his name. Wow, that's I've really always cool. wondered if that was his name because I was like, there's no I never way. questioned it. <laughs> also, me neither. There is, like, um, well, actually, I don't know. Woody Harrelson, <laughs> his character, he kind of revealed his character on uh, Jimmy Fallon that his character's name be is his dad. His name is Beckett. Beckett. And Beckett. Isn't, isn't he supposed to be like a mentor? He's like a mentor, but he's yeah. a criminal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. No, that made perfect sense for like. No offense to Woody, but like I could totally see, since where Han starts, you know, in his uh, smuggling days, totally makes sense. Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy though that his name isn't really. Wow, what's his name? Process it. It's like a, it's, it's like a tangled thing again. Where he's we'll like, find My name's out Eugene in December. <laughs> Eugene Fitzherbert. That's <laughs> <be> some <laughs> weird name. Oh my god. You uh, can call me Han Solo. <laughs> just, just something uh, unnecessary. Just something really long and wordy. Yes. <laughs> be like, so I'm just gonna call you Han. Esteban Julio Ricardo. It's like Han, Han Hansenfeld. He probably meets Lando. Hansenfeld. He probably meets Lando and is like, wow, Lando Calrissian. That's such a That's cool such a name. Name. I need something good too. 
what's, what's, what's your name, man? You know, and he's like, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, he's just like looking at things. He's um, what's what's the what's um? It's like hand, but he says like he's Han Solo. Han Solo. There's a hand in a solo like, cup. Like, and he's he's like, like he's like Kaiser Sozoing it out. Like yeah. he's a solo <laughs> cup. Kaiser Sozo. Oh my god. Um, okay. anyway. What what else you got for us, Nico? Um last thing I got. Uh Batman. Uh there's a poster of him from Justice League. Uh not really major, but they're hey. flip flopping his colors. Justice League trailers dropping in two days. Yeah. So get excited. Yeah. Justice League is set for you November seventeenth. I'll be I'll, I'll I'll see how I feel when I see the trailer. But yeah, they're flip flopping his colors. That's that's all it really is. What do you mean the Flip. They're flip flopping it, so it's gonna be. I believe it's black on gray instead of gray on black. Yeah. Oh, that's whatever. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. In I, all I, essence, I, it's I really the same. Suit. Okay, but the fans who get really into the costumes, people are gonna be like, "What is you this? Know. What the hell? What the hell? You know, they can go beep, beep, care so. about something else or get a life. <laughs> that's pretty true. All right, was that it for you, Nico? Uh, yeah, that's all I got. That wraps Sweet. up Nico's segment. I'm going to go and move into movies real fast. I'll make this quick for you guys. Beauty and the Beast killed it, number wow. one spot. $174.75 million. Yes. That is beast. Ye- its budget's 160 So it like boosted past that in uh-huh. one weekend, which is nuts. And that's not including what it's been making this week after the weekend gross. Um, number two spot, Kong Skull Island. Still a pretty decent show <laughs> this weekend with $28 million. Number two spot. I feel like I need to go watch it now. It, I, You know, I kind of want to see it because yeah. it got way better reviews and reactions than I expected. Yeah. Um, Logan, number three spot. Still kicking it at the top with wow, another $17.8 million. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's making, it's already made all of its money back and making a profit. So I'm sure Fox isn't regretting their th- R-rated move. Oh, no. Um, number four spot, Get Out, went, only went down 32% this week. This movie just keeps staying right there. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, it's made another $13.4 million. That puts its total at 133 on a $5 million budget. That's crazy. Um, the, the Shack is at the number five spot with $6 million. Number six, the Lego Batman movie with another $4 million, putting on top of that gross. Uh, the Belko Experiment opened really poorly this weekend. <laughs> Not to be a jerk or anything. But it opened to $4 million. It was only in 1,300 theaters, but still. Yeah. That's not so good. Um, I, I'll have to check the ratings on that and see if it's worth going. Because it's a Blumhouse. So it's, it's I, I thought it'd be good. Gets a bronze star for trying. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, Hidden Figures in the number eight spot with another $1.4 million. Yes. John Wick Chapter 2, 1.1. And then in number 10 spot, Before I Fall. And that wraps up the top 10. Opening this weekend, we have three movies that I actually want to see. So I might have to... Pull a triple uh, triple header on this one. Chips is opening this weekend, which looks way funnier than I expected. That one looks... I'm so excited for that. I, I, I love the actors, and mm-hmm. I know they wouldn't do it if it wasn't funny. So yeah. even if it's bad, I think it'll be funny. Yeah. Um, Life is opening this weekend. Are you guys going to go see that? With my boys Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know. And Ryan. It seems um, like an alien well, my god, what's, Oh my god, what's his last name? But Ryan. It's, it's gotten some... Ryan <laughs> Reynolds. Here we go. <laughs> it's gotten some really good reviews and good reactions, and... Um, Supposedly, it's a lot. It's a lot different than Alien, is what I've heard. Like I've heard that it's like our our generation's version, in a way. But I've heard that like the the Alien itself, like the way it interacts. Is, is, is this does this fall into the Alien movies? I guess. It, yeah. There's just too many, and then they threw in Prometheus, <laughs> and then it was like See, Aliens but, versus whatever. I mean, and this then isn't. It was like, no, it's eh. not. It's not like in that 
franchise. It's more oh. like it's that type of movie. Oh, oh, oh yeah. thank God. Gotta listen, man. <laughs> so, no, well, I asked. I was like, is it is it part of Alien? No, you said, does it fall into that Alien category? No, I didn't say no. Okay, all right. Anyways, anyway, it's not, it's not part of the Alien. It's coming movies, out this guys. weekend. Life coming out this weekend with the bromance team in there. Power Rangers, which has gotten mixed reviews, but I'm gonna go see it anyway. Um, all of those are coming out this weekend, so you got plenty of options. And uh, let me jump into Matt's thoughts and wrap up this episode. Uh, I'll update you on two shows. One, I started watching Girls, which is a mistake, but uh, I'm two uh, two seasons in. I finished but first two seasons in like a week. Is it bad? Uh, it's really good. Oh, okay. it's a mistake because oh. I just watched it. Um, and it's I, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite show ever, but it's innately watchable. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird, honestly. Like something it's... that you could just throw on in the background. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, but like, it, it, no, I mean, like, I care about the people. That's the thing. Like, that's what's keeping me watching. I, like nothing like there's not that much that happens really in terms of like really important stuff but it's you just feel interested in each character that's good so the character development drives you through and then uh to update you on 30 rock i'm halfway through season four and it is only getting better so yeah. that's super exciting it's only gonna get better <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be sad oh, is that one on depressing. netflix yeah. yeah all right i think i'm gonna start that one next it's hilarious okay <laughs> It's that's so solid because that actually segues me into my Erica thought. Netflix, a lot of things are leaving this month, but a lot of cool things are coming next month. Yay. So we're losing Princess Bride. What? Oh, well, I have it on DVD. It's we're fine. losing all of the Joss Whedon shows, which is depressing for me. Wait, I Agents love of S.H.I.E.L.D. too? Um, I think that doesn't count because it's not, it's like from Marvel and they okay. have that deal with Marvel. So okay. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is probably still oh, there. Okay, okay. We're losing all of House. We're losing Four Seasons of Bones. Those are just shows I like to rewatch every once in a while because I used to watch them. That's so weird. Isn't Those it are weird? very popular shows. I think they'll come yeah. back. I think it was just a negotiation issue. Okay. Happens a lot with Netflix. Shows will go away for a month because the Netflix is like, yeah, we're not paying that much for that. And then they'll come back when the people realize they need to pay they need yeah. to give Netflix a break. Well, that's really yeah. weird. Um, but what's coming next month is pretty exciting because not only like there's some regular things that are coming, like uh Chelsea season two is coming out for people who are into Chelsea Handler. Um, but I'm super excited because unannounced until now, Louis C.K. is dropping a new special next month. Oh. And between that and Chappelle, like, I'm, I'm in love. Yeah. Awesome. So for the full list, feel free to look that up. But I just thought I'd let you guys know there's a big difference in Netflix between, like, the 31st and April 1st. Wow. So check nice. it out. But that's going to wrap up Matt's thoughts, and that's going to wrap up Erica's thoughts. And, of course, that's going to wrap up this episode of Art Things Considered where we considered a lot of art. My name is Matthew Slaza. I'm Isabella Pico. I'm Sabrina Braga. And I'm Nico Williams. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>